millions of people every day are reaping the health benefits of using cannabis oil also known as CBD. This new product derived from hemp has fascinated doctors and scientists around the world for its powerful effects on the human body. If you are in need of alternative methods for health empowerment, please visit www.naturalhempoil.com. That's naturalhempoil.com. CBD is now legal in over 40 states, and our products are non-psychoactive and contain less than 0.3% THC levels. We also offer products for household pets. Naturalhempoil.com does not claim to treat cancer, PTSD, epilepsy, anxiety, insomnia, joint pain, eczema, or any chronic condition that you may have been diagnosed with. Please consult with a doctor before you take CBD. Results may vary, so give our natural CBD a try at www.naturalhempoil.com. That's naturalhempoil.com. Visit naturalhempoil.com. That's naturalhempoil.com. When it comes to stubborn belly fat, we're all searching for a miracle pill. Generally, you have to use multiple products that target belly fat differently to manage excess weight around the stomach. Some products may focus on abdominal exercises or dietary changes, while others might focus on boosting metabolism or controlling cravings. But believe it or not, I may have found a solution that removes the need for juggling through multiple weight management products. It's called Belly Trim, and it's more effective at targeting belly fat, enhancing metabolism, and promoting a toned midsection better than most weight management products I've seen typically found on store shelves. Tens of thousands of five-star reviews back up the notion that Belly Trim is not only a breakthrough in a bottle, but that it also removes the need for us to use countless diet pills and fat-burning supplements. But there's more. If you place your order for Belly Trim now, you'll also receive 51% off free VIP live health and fitness coaching for life, two free new ebooks titled Top 10 Foods That Burn Belly Fat, and Top 10 Exercises to Reduce Belly Fat, a 60-day satisfaction guarantee, and last but not least, free shipping. Simply go to www.trimwithus.com. That's www.trimwithus.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. Once again, that's www.trimwithus.com. Order now. Energy bills are rising at a historic rate, and there's no end in sight. Talk to enough people, and you'll soon realize nearly everyone's shocked at their recent electricity bills. Some studies reveal energy costs have skyrocketed by as high as 60% in as little as two years. That's why tens of thousands are installing this magical little device from SavePowerBills.com to help slash their energy bills. This sophisticated gadget stabilizes electrical currents, reduces dirty electricity, and helps protect your appliances and electronics. Simply plug it into your home wall outlet to help lower energy consumption and ultimately help reduce your power bills every month. Countless five-star reviews back up the notion that this device is one of the most efficient ways to save money while beating the greedy power companies. But there's more. If you order now, you'll also receive 65% off, fast shipping within the USA, hassle-free returns, and last but not least, a 60-day satisfaction guarantee. Just go to SavePowerBills.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. Once again, that's SavePowerBills.com. Violent crime across the U.S. has skyrocketed. Just recently, a politician was carjacked by three armed attackers outside his home in Washington, D.C. This comes several months after another politician was assaulted in the elevator of her building. Between mass shootings, kidnappings, burglaries, and carjackings, it's never been more vital to learn how to protect yourself. This is why tens of thousands are choosing the Fighter Flare Flashlight. The Fighter Flare Flashlight has awed people with a wonderful design and massive light output. On top of an ultra-bright 800-lumen light, it boasts powerful strobe lighting modes for self-defense, a glass breaking hammer, a built-in power bank, solar-powered recharging, rope cutter, siren, and much more. Countless five-star reviews back up the notion that this flashlight is the latest and greatest in the EDC market. But there's more. If you place your order for the Fighter Flare flashlight now, you'll also receive 66% off, free express shipping, and last but not least, a 100% lifetime guaranteed replacement. Simply go to www.fighterflare.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. 
www.fighterflare.com. Order now. Something wicked is coming this way, and only fools are ignoring the signs. So it's time you became a financial prepper like thousands of others. Gold can travel anywhere. It's international. It's its own currency. Allocate to gold now, the timeless safe haven asset. Open an IRA with noble gold investments to physically hold coins and bars and let real, tangible gold, not just paper, save your portfolio as the economy burns again. Right now, Noble Gold Investments offers a free 3-ounce silver American virtue coin with every qualified IRA. Just use the promo code code GOLD to claim your free coin and secure your family's financial future. Go to noblegoldinvestments.com now. noblegoldinvestments.com This performance may not be indicative of future results. Investing in precious metals, including gold, involves risks. Consult with your tax attorney or financial professional before making an investment decision. We're not going to see the end of the manipulation until we see the end of this system of control. And a big part of that system of control is not just a financial system, but it's also the child sex trafficking. We're in that temporal marker now. If you look at um, Clify's web data reports, where we're starting to see all of these things collide very rapidly here. So we could be in that period of time where hopefully, maybe even by September, uh, Cliff was saying here uh, last week by email, uh, his last data run was suggesting that it could be the first month ever where we could see uh, silver freely traded. We're running out of places that silver can come from, and all the signs are saying this game will be over by the end of the year easy. Hey, friends, Sean from SGT Report here. Thank you so much for being here. Thanks for tuning in. Guys, I think you're really going to enjoy this one. It's long overdue. Another roundtable about the most undervalued tangible asset on planet Earth. We're talking silver here. And don't laugh. Silver to a thousand. Not only is it possible, it's probably going higher. My good friends, Bix Weir, Jean-Claude and Chris Marcus are back. So thanks for being here, friends. Buckle up and stay tuned. Before we start, just a quick word about our sponsor. Well, it's no surprise to my listeners that the U.S. dollar has lost 85% of its value since the 70s when the dollar decoupled from gold. And the government seems bent on continuing the tradition of debasing your money. From now until the next elections, the government will just print as much money as they want. The last time they did so, inflation went up 9%. This means one thing. The security of your family and your future is in your hands. There's no guarantee in any investment, so do your own due diligence. But I myself hold gold and silver. Make sure you retain the value of your wealth. Invest in gold with Noble Gold Investments. Gold is the one asset that is proven to withstand recession, inflation, and just about all economic threats. Noble Gold Investments is here to help you if you want to invest in gold. And this month, you're able to get a 24-carat, one-quarter ounce gold standard coin for free. Go to noblegoldinvestments.com. That's noblegoldinvestments.com. The link is below. Hey friends, welcome back. I can't thank you enough for tuning in and I have to tell you, I am so excited to have this conversation with three longtime friends. Once a friend, always a friend. And guys, it's been far too long since we've spoken to the great Bix Weir, Jean-Claude and Chris Marcus. First Bix, welcome back. Road to Ruta guy. How are you, sir? I'm good. I'm, I'm knee deep in the end game like all of us. So uh, it's an exciting time to talk. 
Well, it's coming fast and furiously, and we have so much news to cover today. Chris Marcus, Arcadia Economics. How are you, buddy? Doing well. Pleasure to be back on the show. Nice to see Bix and Jean-Claude as well, and certainly plenty to talk about. And and I might note, we're actually recording on a day where the silver price is up, so that's often a rare thing. We'll notate that. Well, I have to laugh, and don't laugh too hard, guys. I'm going to play a clip here in just a minute. Silver to 1,000? Stop laughing. It really could happen. Jean-Claude, Beyond Mystic. I have to tell you, brother, when I was just in Puerto Vallarta recently with my family, uh, seeking stem cells again for my knees over at Dream Body Clinic, my son, 17-year-old son, Cole, who we brought along, well, he wanted to tease his dad, so he jumped on YouTube on the big screen there in the condo we were staying at, and he wanted to find some SGT report stuff on YouTube. It doesn't exist anymore for the most part, but he found an interview with, I think, all four of us on John claudes channel, and I had to laugh as he and I watched probably half of that thing, and I was going on and on about $22 silver. Are you kidding me? That was how long ago was that, John claude Five, six, seven, eight years ago? It's a couple of years ago, yes. <laughs> oh, my God. And here we Man, sit. it's good to be back. Thank you so much, uh, Sean, for the invitation. And uh, lovely to be uh, on the same screen with all of you guys, uh, Bix and uh, Chris and Sean. You guys are absolutely amazing. And, of course, we're deep into the woo. We thought things were crazy a couple of years ago. Man, do we have a lot to share with you guys today. Really excited about this conversation. Yeah, so many developments. And again, thank you all for being here. You are like old high school friends. You know, you all have friends like that in your lives. Maybe you haven't seen somebody in five, six, ten years, but then you reconnect and it's like you just saw each other yesterday. Today, guys, we're going to talk about silver to a thousand. Again, stop laughing. Uh, we're going to talk about Bitcoin and crypto. The markets are going crazy because Ripple has won its case against the SEC, the criminal SEC headed by Bix, our old friend Gary Gensler, the former head of the CFTC, who did nothing to rein in the manipulation of precious metals on the paper market when he was in charge at the CFTC. Well, he's been coming hard in the paint after crypto, and a judge has just ruled that XRP is not a security that's causing crypto to go crazy. We're going to talk about the U.S. Mint. Bix just did an important interview about that. And John claude we're going to talk about Woo!, so where would you guys like to begin? Do you guys want to hear that clip about silver to a thousand? You want to talk about crypto, U.S. Mint, Woo? Where should we start? Let's start with the silver. Come on, man. <laughs> They're all silver bugs here. Let's go ahead, John. Let's do it. All righty. Let me and just John, do a screen share. Yes, sir. By the way, the $22 silver, that would have been within the last three years because remember, we were below $20 really till things started oh, getting yeah. a little wild during the COVID. Uh, I don't know if we're allowed to say that, but... We were below 20 bucks, so even uh, $22, that would have been the last three years, and nice to see where we are today compared to the previous decade. Well, and let me just say something then before I play this clip. It's from a channel I'm not familiar with. It came through on my Twitter feed, and I just want to play it because this guy is very lucid. He sounds like Bix. He sounds like Chris. He sounds like Jean-Claude, and he's got the quantifiables to back up what he's saying, but before I play it, Bix, Jean-Claude, Chris, let's talk about the manipulation in the space. Let's talk about why we're still stuck in the 20s as inflation has spiraled out of control. And we are now north of $32 trillion in U.S. debt. That's the stated debt, not the hundred plus trillion in unfunded liabilities. Bix, how in the world can you explain an asset as important to the world as silver still mired in the 20s? when its all-time high was in 1980 when it hit 50. How do you explain it? I know how I'd explain it, but I think you do a better job. Uh, it's, it's very simple. I, price is determined on the derivative market. 
derivative market is controlled by the computer programs written by Alan Greenspan in the 1960s and 70s. It's It's been under control of the uh, market rigors for decades. Well, we're working on 50 years now. Um, they can just click a mouse and set the price of silver to minus $40 like they did with uh, oil or a million dollars. It really has been an eye-opening experience diving into this for over 20 years now to understand that the least likely thing to happen is for the price to move anywhere um, during news that should send it uh, skyward. I mean, the uh, there was a silver research paper done on um, solar power and saying that the solar power industry will use up 95 to 98 percent of all the silver come 2050. And I'm like, oh, my God, does that mean there's no more electric cars? There's no more cell phones? There's no flat screen TVs? All this stuff, they're the only thing that, that says silver should be at $23 is the price. And the price is determined on a derivative exchange run by a handful of criminal uh, market records. So, yeah, it, it doesn't surprise me at all. As a matter of fact, I'm, I'm surprised that silver's at $22. Why not just set it at zero and prove to the world that it's a fake price? You guys remember, such a great point, Bix. You remember when oil went negative in price for a brief time. I mean, how is that even possible, right? It's derivatives. It's a click of a mouse. It's it's so easy to do if you're, you know, basically the Exchange Stabilization Fund has the ultimate control and the legal authority under the Gold uh, Act of 1934. They have the ability, the legal right to rig any market as long as it's in defense of the U.S. dollar. So that's kind of where we are right now. Gents, I respect you all so much. I just want to be clear here. Any one of you jump in at any time. You don't need me to call your name. If you have a comment, let's just seriously have a roundtable because who wants to feel this one about the fact that there are only 700 to 900 million ounces of physical silver mined on the entire planet Earth in a year? And on some days, how much silver in the paper market trades, gents? Just help the audience understand how manipulated and crazy, insane and criminal this market is. Chris, I mean, this is a a lob ball to you. Go ahead. Okay. I I saw your eyes lighting up because I know the numbers get big. And you have a couple billion ounces traded on many of the days that are out there. And obviously, that seems a bit of a mismatch when you have a commodity system where you have a finite amount of the commodity. And basically, as the price goes up, you see the open interest go up and the banks are able to short against the rising interest there so seems like a bit of a flawed system and it's interesting when you look back over the price because we did in the history because we did have those 250 dollars spikes which came at some interesting times obviously there were concerns of whether this was going off track back in the 1980s and you had the involvement of the hunt brothers which I don't think it explains the entire picture because, again, keep in mind, the Hunt brothers weren't cornering the gold market and you saw the spike in gold as well. So I think there was a lot of concern about some of the things that were happening and then Volcker raised interest rates and held things in check for the next 30 years until we hit the subprime bubble. And, you know, you had that spike again to $50 uh, following the advent of uh, QE1 and QE2, which pretty unprecedented at the time. And I think, again, people were rightly concerned. Interesting, if you take out those two spikes, you actually do see a somewhat upward sloping chart of the silver price, which 
perhaps would match what you would expect in this type of inflationary environment. So I've wondered, especially with what we've seen over the past couple of years, where we finally got the big spike in, in inflation. We, we've finally seen inflation high enough that even people who are not into the silver community are noticing it because when they go to the store and they buy things, um, it's quite significant. And I might add as someone who was out of the country for two years and then recently came back, I mean, it's, it's pretty stunning seeing uh, <laughs> the rate of increase and how expensive things are. So perhaps with the current system that we have where you can have so much paper traded, regardless of what's happening in, happening in the underlying market, maybe that'll just be the way it goes until we see a really big fracture, somewhat similar to 2008 or bigger. Um, and maybe it, it will take that to see a true revaluation of the silver price Although with that said, when you look at some of the things that are happening out there and what we saw with banking earlier this year and um, the Fed's current point in their interest rate cycle, could could be that we're not that far off from seeing something like that happen again. Bix, hmm. I have a follow-up question for you in just one second. But Jean-Claude and the group, are you all still buying silver? Are you stacking regularly? I'll be honest, I haven't bought silver now in over a year. I've been building my crypto portfolio just as a hedge, because I have a sil- I have a vault full of this stuff, right? Silver and some gold, a lot more silver than gold. Bix would advise anybody holding gold to get out of it and buy silver. Jean-Claude, are you still stacking? I'm still stacking. I love silver. Can I go back to the first segment uh, just very quickly? Yeah, you yeah. talked about why we're still at $22, this manipulation of silver. And if you still step back a little bit, you realize that it's not really about the silver. It's about the matrix of control on this planet and when you think about it the financial system is really the enforcement tool for this matrix of control and in order to have that enforcement tool in place you cannot have any alternatives so that's why gold is crushed down silver is crushed down in terms of prices now is that about to change we're seeing now uh, the BRICS announced their new uh, gold back currency uh, probably in august this is what we're, we're hearing here in the last week and they want to send us from the old system of control, this new, this old financial system into this new one, the CBDCs. There might be a gap there. Like you just talked about the XRP news here today. There might be a gap there where for a short period of time, humans can realize that they have alternatives. And that might be <laughs> the best opportunity we've had for a long time to actually see gold and silver traded at fair market value. Unless there's a crack in that system of control or a bigger awakening of the population as to what is enslaving them on this planet, we're going to continue seeing this manipulation. I know Bix has done a lot of work on the Wu side as well uh, with Jenny Moonstone. And uh, he's talked about many times before where we're not going to see the end of the manipulation until we see the end of this system of control. And a big part of that system of control is not just the financial system, but it's also the child sex trafficking. We're in that temporal marker now. If you look at um, Clify's WebBot data reports, where we're starting to see all of these things collide very rapidly here. So we could be in that period of time where hopefully, maybe even by September, uh, Cliff was saying here uh, last week by email, uh, his last data run was suggesting that it could be the first month ever where we could see uh, silver freely traded. So it's not just about the silver. It's not, we can talk about fundamentals all day. And there's a million reasons why we should continue stacking silver to answer your question. And yes, I am. It's all about the rest of the financial control and this matrix that we live on on this planet. I just wanted to add that for, for context more. I come from the woo side of things. We could talk about fundamentals, but I prefer the woo stuff. 
No, it's brilliant. I'm so glad you went there. And uh, because this matrix of control, I really do truly believe in my heart of hearts is collapsing. Those Mm. with the eyes to see and the ears to hear can now see the men behind the curtain, right? The Wizard of Oz analogy. We can Mm. see who these weak, frail, pathetic monsters, these demon creatures, we can see who they are now. We know who they are. We can name the names. Soros. Rockefeller, Rothschild, people are starting to wake up in droves. And uh, the child sex trafficking thing, you're right. It's 100% real. And people are starting to see that. And they're starting to understand how sick this matrix is and how corrupt to the core and rotten to the core and satanic, frankly, it is. And I'll give you an example, the sound of freedom, right? $40 million at the box office. It's a big deal. What's the mainstream media do? They malign it as brain worms for boomer dads. That's from the Rolling Stone. And how about this? I could play a soundbite from Mika Brzezinski, the offspring of Zygmunt Brzezinski, on MSNBC, sitting next to her husband, who allegedly killed his intern down in Florida back then, but now he's on MSNBC with Mika. And Mika literally said to her audience that uh, otherwise good-minded Americans now believe falsely that child trafficking exists. She literally says it doesn't exist on MSNBC. So you're 100% right, John claude I mean, people are still... I think this is all part of the Great Awakening, is it not, gents? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I, I would like to add, there is an overlap with the, the silver manipulation and the child sex trafficking. Um, it's so much more than that. You, you can get away with that on, on YouTube and stuff by saying that. Um, it is literally a demonic uh, cult shall we say. Um, but the, the crossover is the obvious one. What, who's the most important rigor of silver is J.P. Morgan. And J.P. Morgan, um, the head of J.P. Morgan, the CEO, Jamie Dimon, is now being dragged into the Epstein case because he, he claims he never hardly even met Epstein, kind of knew of him, um, but it has been proven and is proven a lot more through these court documents that not only was Jamie Dimon involved with Jeffrey Epstein, he was the, they were the only banker for Jeffrey Epstein. And uh, the guy who reported to Jamie Dimon was in charge of that account and pretty much only that account. Uh, his name was, uh, was Le- Jess Stanley. Now, Jess Stanley and uh, uh, Les Westman, Wexman, mm-hmm. um, this is not just them. There's also board of directors. There was a, a board member just killed last week, supposedly on a private racetrack of J.P. Morgan, who was knee deep in the Epstein mess. Um, Jamie Dimon claims not to have met him, although, what was it, a couple of weeks ago, uh, J.P. Morgan mysteriously disappeared over 40 million emails. Um, it's so easy to prove that Jamie Dimon was not only knowledgeable of Jeffrey Epstein was knee deep in it, along mm-hmm. with the board at J.P. Morgan. So all that's coming out now. It's uh, keep an eye on like Wall Street on Parade is great. They have great document every week. New revelations come out. And I think that's what when I first talked to Jenny about this a couple of years ago, Jenny Moonstone, I was like, what do you mean that silver won't be released until the pedophile rings are exposed? And she says, well, that's what I'm getting in my cards and in my in my intuition, all the woo-woo stuff that she does, and it didn't make sense to me then. Now it makes 100% sense with the knowledge that this control structure, it's not just the financial and the control of pricing. It's the control of the the people through sex trafficking, through uh, blackmail, through all kinds of brownstoning. 
you name it, and it yeah. is part of this transition. And just to add to that, it wasn't just JP Morgan. I believe that also Deutsche Bank settled in this case for 300 million just a couple of weeks ago. And I think JP Morgan also, uh, around the 300 million mark, you guys can check that out, uh, on YouTube there. Um, Chris, what do you make of all of this stuff? Do you go from the woo to back to the fundamentals? Or do you see also, as uh, Sean is suggesting here, that the matrix of control is collapsing? And we're starting to see here the man behind the wizard. What do you have? I know you're interviewing a lot of people. I love your, um, uh, your little clips there with Rafi on uh, Arcadia Economics. How do you bring in the woo into all of this? Because we can't look at just silver for fundamentals anymore. There's so much more happening, Chris. Well, it sure does seem like there's a lot building out there. Of course, you also throw in the Russia-Ukraine war and you see, you know, sides building as if we're almost headed towards World War III. Um, Sean, you and I did a call, I think that was on my show about a year or two ago, where we wondered with the Fed raising interest rates, is this a coordinated plan basically to crash the system? So there's certainly a lot happening at the same time. And you know, we're, we're talking in about a dollar and financial system that's based on the full faith and and credibility of the U.S. government. And you see a lot of things that are shocking. Uh, you see the, the indictments of Trump while there's other stuff going on in the White House that seems a little bit more disturbing. So is that all tied together? Does it all break at once, Jean-Claude? I mean, certainly that's possible. Um, you know, it's it's... It's tricky to know when it all ends. The timing of this has always been the, the difficult part, but it, it does seem like things are coming out at a, an increasing rate. And, you know, could that all break together? Uh, certainly possible. Well, let me interject and just say one thing that is absolutely 100% clear, and I keep saying it in interviews, and guests keep saying it to me, is that it appears we now live in a banana republic. So if the dollar is backed by the full faith and confidence of the U.S. government, but everybody loses faith in this criminal U.S. government, then what do you got other than a piece of paper that can be printed in perpetuity out of thin air? That's all the thing is. And if Biden is the figurehead of this thing, my God, the uh, Secret Service just closed their investigation regarding cocaine found in the White House without naming a suspect. Huh, I wonder where the coke came from. So that's what we're up against. Uh, John Claude, you're muted. That's what we're up against in a banana republic. It was just a weekend visitor. We don't need to know. Yeah, who, there's no cameras in that place, so it was really hard to track it. Okay, I want to go back to this idea of manipulation via the paper markets of silver and gold. And Bix, I've got this one for you. I know you can really vet that out because Chris mentioned, you know, two billion ounces sometimes in a day traded of silver via paper markets. Uh, we're on the YouTube channel of my buddies over at SD Bullion. James Anderson does a good job. Now, I'm not sure who's really responsible for vetting this chart out and doing the math on this, but James talks about it a lot. And it's this, you know, and by the way, at the opening of the show, I said silver to a thousand guys, stop laughing. I'll play that clip in a minute. But if you take out the Wall Street open and the manipulation of precious metals over decades, over just the past, I think, two decades, it might be less than that. If you just take out that Wall Street manipulation and you track the price of silver on foreign markets, the price of silver today, minus the Wall Street paper and manipulation, would be $331 per ounce. Now, to me, Bix, that sounds a lot more in line with what silver should be, given the 1980 all-time high was 50. I'd say it should be way more than that. But, but remember... The 
the authorization to rig the silver market given to the U.S. Treasury through the Gold Act of 1934, that authorization is not limited to the U.S. market. It's all markets around the world. Unfortunately, um, we have a system where there is no real silver uh, market where you can go in buy silver and, and that price is representative of a world price. We have a, a comics is where the vast majority of people take their price. The LBMA is an association. It's not, you, you look at the numbers, they claim to trade $5 trillion a year in silver deliveries, which is the most ridiculous thing ever. So I don't trust anything that comes out of the LBMA um, there. But I mean, even that the data coming out of the LBMA is transferring, transferring, physically transferring uh, about a, uh, just on the on the exchange for physicals, which is moving from the COMEX over to the LBMA, over 100 million a month, and they have literally 100 billion as their number that they transfer uh, in a year, which is crazy. And that's the LBMA. Now they'll say it's 35 billion ounces the trade, but uh, J.P. Morgan guy who ran the show said, hey, you know, that's net. So gross, it's about three times as much. So that's how I get a hundred billion. There's a hundred, uh, about a hundred billion, maybe eighty billion now in ounces that are traded on the Comex. These are all electronic trades. And then you have the Shanghai uh, Silver Exchange, which doesn't do much, but now I hear they're they're doing deliveries and there's a lot more going on in China. Um, but these are these are still controlled. All these prices are controlled by the same people who control the Comex. It's it's they aren't. Uh, specifically regulated to the U.S. as Rustin Benham of that Chris so amazingly pointed out. Rustin Benham during the uh, silver squeeze of 2021 said uh, we were able to tamp down the price with the market structure, and I I can tell you a million reasons why. One, that's illegal. It's illegal for the uh, comics to set the price of silver, and number two, I, I can even tell you what he did and who he did it with. Um, so yeah, the, the world is waking up, um, the people who are really panicking that will really panic is not the retail buyers it's the wholesale buyers when they can't make, when Apple can't make a cell phone or when Elon Musk can't make a, a solar panel or electric car, all those days are, are ahead for us. I, I think $300 silver is way, way low. I, I mean, $3,000 silver. I don't, I don't even look at price cause nobody knows the price. What I look at is the gold silver ratio, which currently stands over 80 to one. Very soon, very soon, you will see that change, and um, I ultimately won't sell until it's one to one, which is the above ground official numbers. So that's where I stand. Price is ridiculously low. Well, and by the way, John Claude, you got something to say. You're muted there. Um, nine to one, or is it eight to one? That is the Earth crust supply of silver to gold. So the ratio, the phony baloney ratios we see via Wall Street, 75, 80, 90, 100 to one silver it takes 100. What is it now, Bix? 80 ounces of silver to buy one ounce of gold, whatever it is out of the Earth's crust. And we've heard this from the CEOs of mining companies like Keith Newmeyer, they find the stuff more at a ratio of eight to nine to one. So eight or nine ounces of silver for every one ounce of gold. That's what's in the Earth's crust. Seven now? Okay, doesn't surprise me. Jean-Claude? Um, I just wanted to add to what uh, Bix is saying too. When you look at it in a bigger perspective, you're seeing, yeah, you talked about the exchange of physical and all that, but the LBMA and the COMEX, we're seeing this biggest drawdown in physical for the last number of years. So somebody out there, even though the mainstream news is telling you, ah, it's just a pet rock, it's a barbaric relic, blah, 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 the US dollar is strong. Yellen was out there yesterday saying, oh, don't worry about this 
gold back currency thing. It's not really going to work. You know, the U.S. dollar is strong. It is going to continue to have this role on international trade. Well, somebody believe, doesn't believe her <laughs> and they haven't believed her and they've been front running something that's coming here for the last couple of years. So when you're seeing this drawdown of physical gold and silver, somebody's getting the physical for some reason. Now, you can argue that's uh, industrial demand, uh, putting silver on the side in case they need more silver for iPhones or batteries or whatever it is they're going to build in the next couple of years. Yes, okay. But you're also seeing sovereign wealth funds get out of the bonds, uh, out of the bond market. So where are they putting this money? Is that those people t- taking gold and silver? We're seeing banks around the world also uh, adding to their gold reserves. So clearly, there's a change happening. I mentioned at the beginning of the show, we're in this matrix of control, and we have this financial system, an old one, if you look at... um Let's go back to Bretton Woods for now. That's already done. In 71, we got off the gold standard, and now we're at the trailing end of the last vestiges of purchasing power in the U.S. dollar. So they'll admit this, and they they know the system died in 2008. We were patching uh, the system up until we were ready for something new. Clearly, they are now, and we're going to see a fight now coming up between the CBDCs, the central bank-issued digital currencies. We're seeing them being introduced around the world, and now... Another component of that is saying, yeah, 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 we don't want that. We want something more solid than that. We don't trust you guys. We want to put some gold or silver into the mix. So we're going to see this fight now for this new financial system and the control of that system. And it seems to be happening right now. It's it's happening in earnest. And somebody's front running that bets. So I would suggest the audience members... Don't listen to the mainstream news telling you that gold and silver are pit rocks. Again, you can go look at fundamentals all day to justify why you're buying gold and silver. These two gentlemen on the screen are are showing you exactly why that is. But there's something else on top of that. And And what's on top of that is this changeover to this new financial system. In the meantime, you want to be outside of this casino until these two titans or three titans uh, fight out here for ultimate control. And once you see where the wind is heading, maybe there you can dip back into other asset classes. But I think for now, I would go with what somebody is doing right now, and that's holding gold uh, and silver in their physical possession. I think that really right now is the safest bet for a lot of people. And, and Sean, there's there's even something on top of what Jean-Claude mentioned was on top of all the rest of this stuff. He he talked about the drawdown in the inventories. Numbers we got last year in terms of supply and demand showed a 237 million ounce deficit. And there was a deficit the year before that. Depending on how you do the accounting for the exchange-traded funds, there was a deficit going back a few years. And the problem is that there's not really any easy resolution in sight to that because especially at, and again, uh, perhaps we have a $25 silver price today, so a little higher than 22, yet it's not easy times for these mining companies. Again, a lot of the silver comes as a byproduct from copper, lead, zinc, and gold mines. Yet in terms of the primary producers, I mean, they've gotten beaten up pretty good over the last couple of years. The mining stocks have gotten hammered, so there's not a lot of capital flowing into the sector. And we see this deficit, which largely perhaps accounts for why we've seen some of the drawdown. Particular, India set a record import. They, they took in 300 million ounces of silver last year. And this is in a market where the mine supply, about 800 million ounces, estimates of recycling, another 200, uh, 200 million. So a billion total. India took a third of that last year. Now, so far in 2023, that number has dropped quite a bit, yet you wonder if we continue having a deficit like this, where it's going to come from. And at the same time, we see these solar numbers, 
and the amount of silver that's going into solar, in addition to, you know, if you want to make uh, electric cars and everything else, you have the demand shifting one way, and now government's putting mandates behind that, that people have to go green. And yet at the same time, it's becoming harder than ever to get silver out of the ground. Mexico, which is the largest silver producer, they recently put into action a bunch of uh, new mining laws that that shorten mm-hmm. the length of time for a mining concession that and, and a few other things. They wanted to increase the amount of profit sharing that goes to the local community. So biggest silver producer making it harder to start a mining project in an environment where perhaps most significantly with the way the price is at the, and at the current margins, there's not money flowing into the mining sector. So that's a bit of a concern because we could be headed towards the point where the metal's just not there. And when that happens, um, it is quite interesting to think about what happens to the price, but we, we could be actually headed to the point where the companies want silver and, you know, then you, you can't just launch a bunch of new silver projects. Say, all right, we'll get you your silver in a couple of months. I mean, it takes ten years longer than that in many cases. So mm-hmm. that that's really becoming a bit of a problem. And at the same time, we're seeing some, uh, especially Mexico, their uh, current reserve estimates show at the rate of depletion lasting for six years. Now there will probably be some more silver projects and resources that come online, but. You have a lot of factors where it's not stacking up in a good manner. And um, that's, uh, of course, separate from what's going on with the Fed. And, you know, if we get another spank, uh, another spark or surge from the uh, banking sector, you throw that in there, it doesn't make things any easier. You just brought up a really great point. 237 million ounce silver deficit. So let's just say they mine globally in a year 700 million ounces. Bix, is it higher than that? Is it 800 million? Uh, the point is eight. we need... Okay, I'm sorry, go. What it's is about it? About eight. 800 million. Plus, plus or minus. Not, okay, not so, much. So if there's a 237 million ounce silver deficit, that means the world really needs north of a billion ounces of silver. And that's without really any investment demand. Sure, there's some, but, you know, my wife and I just watched on Netflix the other night a documentary about that GameStop story and about how the Redditors went after the shorts in GameStop and took the stock to the moon. Literally, this thing went from three, four dollars to hundreds of dollars, four or five, six hundred dollars. And you know how it was finally stopped? Robin Hood took away the buy button. So only people could sell and that crashed the price back down to a hundred or whatever. So I think I just answered my own question, Bix. My question for you was going to be, why is silver so important to these people? Because if it wasn't important, they wouldn't manipulate it. But I think it's because people chase price. And if silver really started to fly higher, it would attract institutional investors, retail investors. Everybody would want in on the silver story. So when they keep it mired in the twenties and nobody's interested I mean, is that it? I think it's the GameStop story. They essentially took away the buy button by just manipulating the crap out of it so nobody's interested. Well, you saw the same thing with the Hunt Brothers back in 1980. They took away the buy button on the comics, and, and the price of silver went from $50 down to $20 in, a, in like a month. Um, yeah, it's it's part of the game. You talked about GameStop. One of the things I found out recently is that um, from talking to the, the head of Silver Eagle Sales at the U.S. Mint, he was told 
uh, around the same time that GameStop thing was going on and the, the Wall Street silver guys came on the scene, he was told, the head of Silver Eagle Sales at the U.S. Mint, he was told by his superior, Ventress Gibson, who was told by Janet Yellen to stop selling Silver Eagles at that time. Completely stop. He said, I can't stop. I have orders. And and they said, well, sell as many, as few as you can. Um, so they settled on something uh, south of uh, like less than 14 million ounces. And we've been seeing that ever since. And he admitted that. And it's completely against the law because the, the Mint is required by law to make Silver Eagles um, to fill demand of the consumer. The reality is he knew it was is completely illegal to do that, and yet they do it anyway. Now, why do they do it? Yes, if, if price goes up, everybody gets interested. Why Why would the government care about people being interested in gold and silver? Just one reason, uh, many reasons, but the biggest reason is it's the best alternative to the U.S. dollar. The second reason is you've got all these manufacturing companies who are used to making products with cheap silver. And would we even have the same world if, if silver was freely traded and trading somewhere around two, three thousand dollars an ounce? Would we have cell phones? You know, you're, you're adding huge amounts of money. Again, silver is used in small amounts, but would, would the solar industry will really be where it is today? Would electric cars be where it is today if you really had to pay true fair market value for silver? I don't think so. And then when you flip that over and say, "Oh my God, every single ounce of silver that can come out of an a warehouse and, and flood into the market for the uh, industrial users is owned by somebody. And they have the decision not to give that, that silver up. So we could see a, a moment when silver say breaks over $30, I think it'll run right to 50. When it breaks over $50, would anybody sell their silver, not knowing what the true fair market value is? I don't think so. And then what happens to the price? If you mm-hmm. have no sellers in the whole world, astounded by the price of silver and, and the lack of silver available for their new you know solar panel or a new self or uh car electric car what in the world where do, where does the price of silver end i have no idea when the markets break everything breaks and then you got uh what 350 million uh out short position by a handful of banks they'll all go under and then all chaos kicks in i i have long said that silver is the the uh the single asset on the planet that can destroy the banking system just by rising um, gold. They don't care about gold as much as they do silver. They have gold, all the gold. Yeah. It, it's not a big deal. Gold's not a big deal. I keep screaming. This It's not a big deal. Silver is a big deal. Our life would change if silver went to a thousand bucks. Now. Well, let me can ask you the question. Oh, go ahead. Yeah. Um, going back to the silver mining deficit every year, I like to look at things and go into the future. We've established some facts here that in the last couple of years, we have this silver mining deficit. So, But that doesn't mean that uh, the products aren't being created at the end of year. So somebody is shoring up that deficit. Now, in the 80s and the 90s, because we did some good research on this, we were shoring up some of the deficits by dismantling some old galutrons. What the hell's happening now? Who's shoring up this deficit? Because we're still getting our iPhones. We're still getting our solar panels. Somebody's shoring, uh, shoring that up. But are they going to be able to shore that up in the next year, in the next two years, in the next three years? What do you guys think about that? Like, who's that player right now? Who's shoring that up with what silver? And when does that game end? 
Because that would suggest also that there's going to be a aha moment or the emperor has no clothes or there's no more silver showing it up. And then suddenly the price has to reflect the reality of the physical availability of silver, which is not the case right now. Somebody is playing the game or putting their thumb on the scale here. Who is that in your in your view, guys? Well, it- certainly one place it appears to have come from, or, or two places rather, is, is the COMEX and the LDMA, because you see ever since Silver Squeeze, both of those inventories have gone down pretty substantially. Uh, COMEX registered was at 150 million ounces back in February of 2021 and is down to just under 35 million ounces. And you see a similar pattern in the LDMA. So it seems like a lot of that silver came out of the inventories. And now with them running on the lower side, you probably don't have another five or six or 10 years that you can run that deficit. So we actually like we're taking it out of the piggy bank now and we'll see how long that goes on for. Right. And, And that's the amazing thing is we actually know who it is. We know who had the physical silver before we know what happened to it, where it went. J.P. Morgan amassed a – Ted Butler's been talking about it. I've been talking about it. Amassed a massive uh, – over a billion ounces of silver is is his conservative amount. I think it's closer to a billion and a half, maybe two, um, that over the years that they were rigging the silver price, say 2008 to 2015, 16, until they get busted for it, they were shorting the silver price on the comics and everywhere they could, all the while taking physical silver into their inventories – uh, Ted Butler has tracked the deliveries to the J.P. Morgan warehouse very well. Um, and then the Trump administration came in, shut down J.P. Morgan and you know busted them, could have busted them on RICO charges. They had all the information they needed. Um, but an interesting thing happened. Uh, you know, most people are saying, OK, if J.P. Morgan is not rigging the silver market, where the where's the physical silver going to come from? J.P. Morgan proceeded to lease over a billion ounces of silver that they had physical silver to Bank of America. It's all in the OCC data, and that's where it came from. Now, what kind of lease is it is my big question, because if it's an operating lease, they have to give that silver back to J.P. Morgan. If it's a finance lease where there's some kind of fixed purchase option at the end or a structured deal, they don't have to return it. And all that physical metal, I think Chris is right. It came out of the COMEX and the LBMA, but basically it was a transfer of ownership not well, it might be ownership. If it's a finance lease, it's ownership. If it's an operating lease, JP Morgan retains ownership of that physical silver. But that's where the real metal was coming from. Was it was the crimes of JP Morgan in 2008 to 2015 with Blythe Masters. And I was in the middle of that battle. Um, and then all that shifter silver, physical silver shifted over to the leasing game. And the question to me is, does Bank of America have to pay back those leases in in silver, or is there some kind of fixed purchase option? And these were all one-year leases, and they they keep trying to roll them over, um, and that's going away. So, I mean, we're running out of places that silver can come from, and all the signs are saying this game will be over by the end of the year easy. But these leases you're you're talking about, they don't go – into industrial production. They're there on the balance sheet to continue the manipulation, right? No, or the no? physical silver underlying the leases go into the industrial production because ultimately B of A and JP Morgan know that it's a physical disappearance of silver that will really destroy the manipulation game. Paper is paper. They, you know, they don't really care about that. They can they can say, okay, 
Tell you what, JP, this is JP Morgan and Bank of America talking. Tell you what, we need to short silver for a while. Why don't you short it, take $100 million in losses in silver, but then we'll give you $100 million in gains in gold, and we'll we'll, we'll just call that an offset. Right. They play bullshit games like this. It's all orchestrated. We don't know the price of silver. We have no idea, but we we do know, or we, at least we believe, that the, the physical amount of silver that can be applied to this game is running out fast. And it could end li- literally in an instant that when the game's over, for example, one of these banks crashes or a derivative goes sideways, everything just stops. It would just stop and nobody pays anybody back. And then you figure out where to go from there. Friends, thanks so much for tuning in. Just a quick word about our sponsor. There's no guarantee in any investment, so do your own due diligence. But I myself hold gold and silver. The U.S. dollar has lost 85% of its value since the 1970s when Nixon decoupled the dollar from gold, and the government is bent on continuing the tradition. From now until the next elections, the government will simply print as much money as they want. The last time they did so, inflation went up 9%. Gold is the one asset that has proven to withstand this type of inflation. Invest in gold with Noble Gold Investments, and this month you can get a 24-carat, one-quarter ounce gold standard coin for free. Go to noblegoldinvestments.com now. That's noblegoldinvestments.com. It's the gold company I trust. Mm-hmm. Well, gents, let me just play this clip finally about $1,000 silver. Stop laughing, folks. You may not find it so funny when I play this. But uh, after that, I want to circle back to the subject of woo. You know, Bix talks to Jenny Moonstone. You all talk to Cliff High. So we'll talk about woo and uh, the projection for silver here in just one second. But I'll play this clip. And this comes from Tim Hack over on Twitter. I shared this. Tim writes, damn, a $25 to $1,000 silver analysis. But the even more horrific thing is that it makes sense. I'm not sure the name of the gentleman speaking. I don't think it's Tim. I think Tim is the host. But listen to this man's analysis. He's talking about silver's road back to 50. Then there will be a pullback. Then what comes next will be a bloodbath. But what comes next is going to be a bloodbath for those that don't own silver. And that is going to be your rainbow, your rainmaker uh, trade. So if I then take you back to the gold-silver ratio, where was the head and shoulders projections to the downside? 33, well, you would possibly have gold at 5,000 at that point. I don't know how far it goes. could even be more. But let's take a conservative 5,000 by the time the gold-silver ratio hits down here at 33. And if you look at that, you would then be looking at, well, that means um, you divide uh, gold by 100 and multiply by 3, essentially, uh, and 5,000 is 50, uh, multiply by 3, you're already at $150 silver, uh, and that, and it doesn't stop here. Our, our long-term assessment for gold-silver ratio is uh, as you will, there is a chance you trade sub-double digits, so there will be a chance you trade 9. Remember, you're only putting it out at 8, yeah, sure. So then if you're $10,000 gold and you're trading um, one-tenth, one is to 9.99, let's say, 10, and you're 10,000 gold, you're on $1,000 silver. Bix, he's talking about that 8 to 1 silver to gold ratio. And uh, I just love that when I hear people like that who I'm not familiar with, they sound just like you and just like Chris and just like Ted Butler and John Claude and me. We've been having these conversations for so long. I know people are bored of the silver story, but that's when they should get interested is when everybody else is uninterested. Of course. 
I, you know, I, I watch when tech traders come up with that number. I'm like, all right. Because uh, I know, you know, with the market rigging, tech trading means absolutely zero. Um, but at the same time, um, the obvious should be very clear to everybody. And I don't know anybody who's bored with silver because I don't know anybody who would sell on higher prices. Truthfully, not one person I know would sell on higher prices. Now, I would sell on higher prices if silver stopped being rigged and, and ended up at eight to one, nine to one. I would run and they were still rigging cryptos. That's my ideal scenario is run in, sell all my silver and buy as many cryptos as I can after the, the shakedown. But, you know, the reality is um, for silver going higher, you're talking about what open interest is over 100,000 contracts, which is over 500 million ounces. That's for every dollar that silver goes up, uh, somebody's losing $500 million. So $1,000 silver, you're looking at some some serious uh whoever short silver and doesn't have the physical to supply um, will be destroyed. And, and in such a fragile system of 2.5 quadrillion in derivatives, many of them are already going bad and being bailed out in the background um, that, that it couldn't sustain the, the system to get all together. The banking system couldn't sustain it. We will never see $600 silver on the comics. You'll never see that price traded because those exchanges will be long gone. Everybody would have defaulted and, and they would just shut down the exchange. So mm-hmm. it gets complicated. That's why I'm like, if you're going to invest in, in silver right now, especially in gold, if you have to, for some reason, but especially silver, you have to have it in your own possession now. It is way past time to think about, well, you know, I can make more money in this leverage trade. I can make more money in this mining stock. Um, when this game is over, every country is going to put their arms around their their assets that they have left after the banks are gone and say, what do I have? And not, I don't know any country who would allow, uh, especially a, a rich foreign person, to control the, the wealth that they have in the ground, especially Mexico has been abused for so long in, by the banking system. Um, we're, we're headed into a very different time. The world has never seen, first of all, the ne- world had never seen an unbacked fiat reserve currency as a, as a global re- reserve currency, the U.S. dollar. That's the craziest thing. If, if you were to tell this to someone back before, you know, we went off the gold standard, they say that's the stupidest thing. I, that'll never happen. And yet here we are 50 years later. The whole world believes in the faith and confidence of a government that is pretty embarrassing, if you ask me. So I, yeah, we're at the end game. And the question is, how are you going to how are you going to approach this end game? And my my biggest advice is get your assets in your own possession only. Uh, two things to add to that clip: <laughs> when he's talking about five thousand gold and then ten thousand gold, if you listen to Jim Sinclair, he's doing uh, you know back of the napkin math here, and he's saying that with all the money printing in the last couple of years, we're probably already at eighty six or ninety six thousand pounds gold. <laughs> So just just go back to that gentleman and say, no, no, don't look at $5,000 gold or $10,000 gold. Redo the math, and you're at a way, way, way higher number for silver. Now, one. And two, this whole idea, and I agree with Bix, we're not going to see the $600 silver on the comics. A lot of things are going to crash when a silver moves in any shape or form, let's say over even uh, $30 or $40, even before we get to $50. There's huge pro- problems for those uh, shorts. Now, a lot of people are telling me, JC, that won't happen. They're not going to let it happen. They don't want to bank the crash. They don't want to crash the system. And I would argue today that, yeah, they do. We are living in a controlled demolition right now. So they are crashing stuff. You saw Janet Yellen testifying the other day that, yes, money is moving from the regional banks to these bigger banks is now. They're moving into destroying the old system and funneling us into this new one. Now, 
this is where, again, the fight is going to be. In this new system, how many resets are we going to have? Are we going to trust the new system? This is where the opportunities for humans lie. And I agree with Bix here, too. We're not going to know the real price of silver until all the dust, the dust settles. But in the meantime, again, having your physical assets in your own possession is the only way to go. Couldn't agree more. And uh, Bix, you mentioned Mexico. I've spent time there recently. Chris Marcus has spent a lot of time there. And I do want to talk a little bit about when the SHT hits the fan here in the United States. I want to talk about Mexico. You know, we know Jeff Berwick is down there and he makes fun of America a lot now as he uh, lives, I think, in Acapulco. He lives in different places, I guess, in Mexico. But uh, Dollar Vigilante Jeff Berwick down in Mexico. I think when the uh, shit hits the fan here in the United States, Mexico won't skip a beat. We'll talk about that in a second. But woo, let's talk about woo. Cliff High and his. Millions of people every day are reaping the health benefits of using cannabis oil, also known as CBD. This new product derived from hemp has fascinated doctors and scientists around the world for its powerful effects on the human body. If you are in need of alternative methods for health empowerment, please visit www.naturalhempoil.com. That's www.naturalhempoil.com. CBD is now legal in over 40 states, and our products are non-psychoactive and contain less than 0.3% THC levels. We also offer products for household pets. NaturalHempOil.com does not claim to treat cancer, PTSD, epilepsy, anxiety, insomnia, joint pain, eczema, or any chronic condition that you may have been diagnosed with. Please consult with a doctor before you take CBD. Results may vary, so give our natural CBD a try at www.NaturalHempOil.com. That's www.NaturalHempOil.com. Energy bills are rising at a historic rate, and there's no end in sight. That's why tens of thousands are using this amazing little device from SavePowerBills.com. It's a small but smart gadget that stabilizes electrical currents, reduces dirty electricity, and helps protect your electronics. Just plug it into your home's wall outlet to help lower energy consumption and ultimately help reduce your power bills every month. Order now to get 65% off plus many free bonuses before they sell out by going to SavePowerBills.com. That's SavePowerBills.com. Order now. Energy bills are rising at a historic rate, and there's no end in sight. That's why tens of thousands are using this amazing little device from SavePowerBills.com. It's a small but smart gadget that stabilizes electrical currents, reduces dirty electricity, and helps protect your electronics. Just plug it into your home's wall outlet to help lower energy consumption and ultimately help reduce your power bills every month. Order now to get 65% off plus many free bonuses before they sell out by going to SavePowerBills.com. That's SavePowerBills.com. Order now. Violent crime across the U.S. has skyrocketed. Between mass shootings, homicides, kidnappings, burglaries, and carjacking, it's never been more vital to learn how to protect yourself. This is why tens of thousands are choosing the Fighter Flare Flashlight. The Fighter Flare Flashlight includes an ultra-bright 800-lumen light, powerful strobe lighting modes for self-defense, a glass-breaking hammer, a built-in power bank, solar-powered recharging, rope and wire cutter, siren, high and low LED lighting mode, and much more. Simply place your order now to get 66% off along with many other free bonuses before they sell out by going to www.fighterflare.com. Order now at www.fighterflare.com fighterflare.com
human catastrophe is closing in. Nobody knows how far this one is going to go. You can feel the heat as tension is rising globally. War is expensive. Open a Noble Gold Investments IRA today, and you can claim a free 3-ounce silver American virtue coin. Just use the promo code GOLD. Go to noblegoldinvestments.com now. Past performance may not be indicative of future results. Investing in precious metals, including gold, involves risks. Consult with your tax attorney or financial professional before making an investment decision. $100,000 Bitcoin uh, party projections. That was back in like 2018. We haven't got there yet, but now we see billionaires. We see some of the most intelligent investors on earth now interested in Bitcoin. BlackRock is pursuing a Bitcoin ETF. Fidelity is pursuing a Bitcoin ETF. I think we're about to see a sea change in that space. But woo, as it pertains to silver first, then woo as it pertains to Bitcoin and crypto. Where are we in the woo story, Jean-Claude? Where are we in the woo story? Well, I think we're further down than the $600 silver. That was one of the first woo targets that Cliff High was picking up way back when. And those data sets, uh, data sets kept accumulating, suggesting that there was, uh, legs to that particular narrative. Where we're at now in the woo again, just last week, I think he was running a set and he said that September could be the first month where we see freely traded silver. Did that mean $600 silver? I don't think so. When we looked at the astrology of things and how the whole system needs to come down before we see real silver and gold prices, as Bix was just suggesting now, we're probably looking more at next spring to see maybe that $600 silver. Or perhaps, as Bix Weird just said in his last video, he's waiting uh, to maybe exchange tr- uh, 10 uh, gold ounces for one ounce of silver. And Cliff High retweeted that saying, yeah, that's probably the good new target we should be looking at here. So we're going way past parity with gold. He's suggesting now perhaps uh, 10 times the price of gold. So could you imagine what this world is going to look like here in this brand new, I would say, reality for humanity, one we haven't seen uh, in our lifetimes. Yeah. I just think it's interesting because remember when we were all having these conversations years ago and we'd talk about $600 silver, $1,000 silver, and in the comments, Bix and Chris, inevitably we'd see people say, well, that's not a world you're going to want to live in. And I'm like, well, yeah, guess what? Untrue. because, And it might be true in terms of solar panels and iPhones and yeah, I can't buy a Tesla cheaply anymore, but look at Apple stock. Back in 2002, 2003, it was a $6 billion market cap. Now it's a $3 trillion market cap. If you don't own Apple stock, it really doesn't have any impact on you. You see what I'm saying? So Apple's a $3 trillion market. So what? If you don't own the stock, you haven't gotten wealthy, and you can still buy the iPhone for the same price. I don't think silver at 1000 necessarily... Well, maybe I'm wrong, Bix. Does it destroy the world as we know it, silver at 1000 well, it definitely destroy the um, the derivative markets that are short. Um, so <laughs> it, it would change the world. We can't we can't go. I mean, because it's used on such small amounts in most applications, um, it's it's survivable. Two, three, four, five thousand dollars silver. Some things would have to be swapped out. Solar panels would have to rethink their world. Electric cars would probably need to rethink their world. Um, but at the same time. You know, we're we're valuing things in dollars, and I think at that point in time we won't be valuing things in dollars. It's it's going to get very confusing and very difficult. Um, like in uh, what 1933 when they revalued gold from twenty dollars to thirty five dollars, they did, gold didn't do anything. I mean, gold was still gold. It was the dollar that that they made this arbitrary uh, type of change because it 
in actuality, because inflation was raging and the miners couldn't mine gold for less than $30. So they put it at 35 to get uh, to get the gold out of the ground and, and various other reasons of control. But yeah, price is so arbitrary now. We haven't had free markets in the United States in silver or anywhere in the world in silver since the opium wars back in the 1850s. I've talked a lot about that. Uh, but especially with the computer manipulation, computer troll control from the very, very early days, uh, Arthur Burns, the head of the Fed, implemented the first computer trading programs at the Fed back in the early 70s. And how far have they come since? So um, that's why I try to keep my head out of price. I know price is rigged. It's the worst place to look when you're thinking about silver. Um if you if you want to think how wealthy will I become, a, a better way to think about it is the value you will your purchasing power of it in relation to gold with the gold silver ratio at eighty to one. It's the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. Not not even counting all the conspiracies that, is, that there's ten times more gold than they say there is in the world, which I have proven many times. But even without that, uh, we're at six billion ounces of each, according to Jeffrey Epstein. That should be a one to one ratio. Doesn't matter, you know. Oh no, the central banks will pay more for gold. Central banks aren't dumb. Uh, anybody with an investment, you know, these rich people that Janet Yellen's saying is moving from the regional banks to the big banks. That's not true, because the big banks. If you look at it, was just released lately. Look at their data for the individual bank banks. They've bled over six hundred billion in deposits since Yellen said that. So it was more of a lie from Yellen to get the little guy to put their money in the big banks. And the the big money is leaving the big banks. Now, where are they going? Yeah, it's easier to buy gold, but they're not dumb. Why wouldn't they buy, you know, a billion ounces of silver would buy up probably every available silver ounce there is mm-hmm. um, because people will just stop giving it away for free. Mm-hmm. So there's so many things to think about when it comes to what's going on right now and, and what things will be like in the future. It's hard to even fathom the world of, thousand dollars silver when everything else will change at the same time so that's kind of the world we need to navigate now going back to that phrase you're not going to like uh, the world at six hundred dollars silver so a couple of things there i think the controllers are not going to like their world at six hundred dollars silver uh but cliff i did revise that statement by the way uh he did say that in the first stages of, i think it was 2016 or 17 with the uh bare naked wealth reports uh but since then as more data came out too he was, I think he said, cautiously optimistic that the world at $600 silver now was a very positive thing for humanity. And he went on to say that he believed that was the case because if the, we talked about the matrix of control at the beginning of the show and the financial system, as that financial system and the dollar degrades, so too is the ability of bribery, of secrecy, of holding down patents to new technologies that would extricate us from a lot of the problems that we have on the planet now. So in $600 silver, the breakage of that money and the opening of the floodgates of human innovation leads us to what he calls sci-fi world. And that gets us into the woo, into a very, very different place than we've been uh, ever before in our human history. So like him, I'm cautiously optimistic about that. But I know that in the meantime, from here to there, 
there is going to be disruptions. We're already seeing some banking failures around the world. We're already seeing people trying to get their deposits out of the banks. We're already seeing these glitches here in Canada. Also, people not accessing their deposits for two, three days in a row. So there's a lot of stress on the system now. And we're just entering the phase now where we're seeing actual competitors like the go-back currencies, the CBDCs. Um, so we're going to see more and more of that disruption here until we have a better idea as to what we're going to land on, what we're going to agree upon as humans, because we're not going to want anybody else to decide for us anymore what has value. That is something in the age of Aquarius that is going to go uh, within, um, and we're going to change the way we value things around the planet. So that is the war that is before us. And again, I agree with you guys here, as all this is happening, maybe risk off, <laughs> take your chips out of the casino for now, uh, put them on the side, and then wade back in when you feel it's appropriate to do so. You know, uh, Chris, one thing that occurs to me as I uh, revisit those uh, comments and think about that, uh, $600 silver, that won't be a world you want to live in. You know, those folks might be right. It's not a world you want to live in if you don't hold any silver, if you don't own any, and maybe Bitcoin too. Maybe that's not a world you want to live in because you're going to be a surf. You're going to be broke when the system collapses. What do you think about that? Yeah, I get what you're saying, and certainly... I don't think it's just the number itself, but like both Bix and Jean-Claude said, what happens along that path to get there? So if you have banks that are short a lot of silver and you get to a big number like that, then that certainly uh, would seem to be an even bigger problem for the banking sector than we already have. Again, I don't think it's just the number. I mean, we have $2,000 gold right now, and I would suggest probably most people in the world have no idea about that, that aren't studying the financial markets each day. Um, you know, we saw big numbers in cryptos, big number for Bitcoin, and most people were just happy if they owned it. And, you know, if people didn't own it, they maybe were sad about missing out. But I don't think it's just the, the number that matters, but again, what happens on that path there. And perhaps there's also a degree to which some of the things that people are concerned about, we're, we're actually seeing some of them happen now. A lot of people have said for years that before silver gets to a, a big number like that, we'll be taken to war. And again, depending on, uh, I know we, we don't have U.S. troops over fighting Russia and in Ukraine right now, but sending a lot of money there. So that's already happened. And certainly what we saw the last three years with the pandemic and some of the control mechanisms there, then add on the inflation that we're seeing. So a lot of the things that people have been concerned about are happening now. Um, do they get exacerbated in a, a $600 silver world? Most likely they would be, but, um, you know, the main thing I would think is what, what is that doing to the financial system that already appears to be quite fragile? And, um, we'll see how that path looks in between here and there. Well, God bless you guys so much. I appreciate your time. I'm not wrapping this up yet, but with an eye on the clock, we've gone about an hour. Could you guys do another 10, 15, 20 or what's, What's your schedule? I can do I can do 10, 15, 20 hours, no problem. <laughs> I can talk I can to you guys 10, forever. I can but, do another 10, 15 minutes, but I have another live stream here at uh, 4 p.m. that I need to prep for. So okay, can, brother. Can, All right, you jump off whenever you need to. If we're going long, uh, if we go long, you can just jump off and we'll say our goodbyes at that point to you, sir. I want to ask you guys about Bitcoin. Now, as Bix knows, maybe all you guys know, uh, I was slow to the show with Bitcoin. As a good precious metals guy, 
I was anti-Bitcoin for those first few years. And I used to have on Brother John, and he was an early adopter, and he went through the Mt. Gox crash. I remember being able to buy Bitcoin at 50, maybe even less than 50 bicks. I remember having Andy Hoffman on the show, and he was a Bitcoin guy, and that bumped on me and my audience. I got to tell you, Andy was right. Stick one foot in the Bitcoin pool, one foot in the precious metals pool, and hedge your bets. The Bitcoin people have done very well. I finally came around on Bitcoin, and it was November 2015. I can show people the trade right here. It was my first purchase of Bitcoin via Coinbase for $359 per Bitcoin. I advised my audience they might want to consider dipping a foot in the pool. That trade is now up 100x. Now, as we're having this conversation today, BlackRock and Fidelity have both filed for spot Bitcoin ETFs. This is a big deal. Of course, we have the halving coming up in April. And Bitcoin always rallies between now and about six months to a year after the halving. So from Forbes today, a big deal. Crypto brace for a $30 trillion earthquake. That's referring to the BlackRock ETF. If institutional money comes into this space, guys, Katie, bar the door. What is the woo? What is the projection? What do you guys think about Bitcoin and crypto? I I guess I can start. Um, I... Again, kicking and screaming, but I kicked and screamed faster than you did, Sean, in the beginning. Um, I was very anti. I didn't understand it because uh, digital scarcity was not in my vocabulary back then. Probably most people's vocabulary. Uh, Cliff, I spent a lot of time explaining it to me, and all of a sudden, they clicked, and and I was off and running. Um, I remember giving out 0.1 Bitcoin to all my subscribers that bought a one-year subscription to Road Ruta. And they they call me now and say, "Oh my God, my point one Bitcoin is is worth a lot of money." And I I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." And the reality of having another alternative is great. Don't don't be fooled by the price, though. I mean, having BlackRock and Bitcoin running an ETF is probably the worst thing that could ever happen to Bitcoin because they're going to use it as a control mechanism. Yeah. Uh, Bitcoin is a standalone asset, and anytime you you stray from that is when you lose. And and we I've had so many friends get into the DeFi world and all this stuff. And I'm like, don't do it. Don't do it. Uh, don't run too far from what you understand. Now, I'm not saying that there's not a lot of crypto uh, tokens and companies that aren't going to shape the world because there are. Um, but there's still a lot of scammers. And and if you think that Gary Gensler is on your side because he allowed this uh, XRP decision to be made, he is not on your side. The XRP decision, it was done has nothing to do with the law. The, the, our, our world these days, uh, the financial world, doesn't care about the law anymore. This wasn't something that XRP won. It was given as a gift for some other purpose. Um, a BlackRock uh, ETF will have the same probably uh, reaction of of what the silver ETF did when SLV came out. And yeah, it's, it's great to look at, but it's also a tool of control. And when you have a standalone asset, the worst thing you can do is attach other things to it because that's where you get into the the squirreliness. I know so many people who got rich off cryptos and then made stupid moves getting into DeFi because they didn't get rich enough. And then DeFi implodes because it was a Ponzi scheme to start with for the most part. Not all of it, but but a lot of it. So I, I would just uh, caution everybody to be safe. Uh, we're not it's not like cryptos are going to be allowed to run while the banking system is up and up and running. But I do think, I, I think we're looking at the end of the banking system and cryptos will be an alternative. If you can, there won't be any exchanges open. So it's kind of like, how do you price it? How do you buy it? If, if the banks go down, 
um, that part of the industry won't come back until we figure out decentralized exchanges better. And it's going to, like I said, even with silver, it's going to get really weird. And um, the best thing you can do is get some of these assets in your own possession, pull out your lawn chair and just watch the insanity. What I find fascinating about the Bitcoin story is really smart, really rich guys, Ray Dalio and a whole bunch of other guys are now talking about Bitcoin as digital gold and as something that any investor should hold, at least in part, in their portfolio. So I do think it's an interesting story. We'll keep our eye on it. I'm sorry, Jean-Claude, go ahead. Um, okay, so I was late at the game, too, because I was kind of like you guys, ah, if you don't hold it, you don't own it. The system is too weird right now. What's this digital money thing? I didn't like, you know, and it was funny because you had the uh, Chris Duane on a couple of times, Sean, and I remember him. <laughs> He's a big silver bug, of course, if you guys don't know. And uh, he said something to the effect of, uh, uh, I, I don't know if it was Bitcoin per se, but just crypto in general. He says, oh, you know, like crypto is interesting. It's like your dirty little girlfriend, but at the end of it, you're always going to come back to your wife, your wife being physical metal. And I thought that was absolutely funny. And I kind of resonated with that. But at the same time, I knew there was something to this uh, new world and this new money uh, that Clify had been predicted in the early 2000s. And when it showed up in 2009, um, he kind of understood here where we were going. So it took me a while. And just like you, um, I bought my first Bitcoin. It was around $300 because I remember putting $1,000 oh, oh, Canadian because I remember putting $1,000 into a Bitcoin ATM and getting three Bitcoins. So that's when I got in uh, to Bitcoin. So I just wanted to share that with the audience members. And I thought it was funny. And over the years and seeing the tumultuous uh, past of crypto, I've often thought of that Chris <laughs> thinking, yeah, it's, like, it's a fun little dirty girlfriend, but eventually you come back to your wife. So Silver, although it hasn't moved, it's there and it's reliable and it's dependable. But I think we're we're getting close to those days where silver is going to move. Now, going back to this uh, Bitcoin ETF there with BlackRock, I'm with Bix on this. I don't particularly think it's a good thing. Well, in a sense, I do because it's going to pave the way to bring more institutional money into the space. That's One. right. 100%. So that's going to create demand for, for the product. Now, these big players, though... Again, buyer beware here. Is this, are they setting us up for this big pump and dump? And I'll just share this as an opinion. Not that it's, um, not that, that it is what I think right now, uh, is going to happen, but I, I looked at this as a possibility. If we're seeing these banks right now introduce their CBDCs, right? They're going to spend a lot of money, a lot of propaganda into telling the audience members that CBDCs are safe, they're backed by the government, right? You're going to get all this narrative to try to push you in one direction. So at the same time as they're spending all of that money, if I were them and I would want to dissuade people from going into alternative cryptocurrencies, I would ask all my buddies who are used to, you know, pumping and dumping silver and playing all the games that we've talked about here today in the precious metal space to say, why don't you guys go do that over there in the decentralized cryptos to dissuade all of these newbies, all the weak hands out of the system to move them here to my new system, the CBDC, because here I have full uh, control of this new system they're trying to implement. So is that what's happening here with the Black Rocks entering this, uh, the scene? Maybe, maybe that, but I would say buyer beware. And, and finally, going back to uh, the and Clef High. Just a couple of weeks ago, we were in this email chain with uh, Jason Nip and Bix, and we were talking about this $100 silver and the fact that he's seeing, like, in the web data now, we're going to wake up, oh, it's 30000 we're going to wake up, it's 50000 and then it's 80000 and suddenly it's a quarter million dollars. Now, he didn't say that that was this year, but we're going to see these huge moves. And as we see now, other countries 
uh, not just introducing this gold back uh, currency, but also finding alternatives now to settling um, international trade that is going to cause and and uh, cause a uh, uh, a demand for this product, which we didn't see before. And I think that's the ultimate fight we're going to see here moving forward. But it's going to be rocky, I believe, before it's very interesting for us. So again, a big buyer beware on all of this stuff for all the audience members. Yeah, and if what? I can add one, one comment there, uh, the the fact that BlackRock is launching an ETF, uh, I've not seen how that's constructed just yet, but it reminds me a bit of when they launched the Bitcoin futures, I think it was back in 2017. And Bix, I remember hearing about that first on your channel when uh, Chris Giancarlo from the CFTC, they were talking about how long with uh, the Trump administration, Gary Cohn, Mnuchin, they saw the advent of the first bubble since the housing bubble, and they launched the Bitcoin futures, basically so that the market could interact with that as an attempt to pop it. Um, so anything where, you know, again, is increasing the supply of something. Um, we've seen that with uh, paper, gold, and silver, which I don't think has had the most positive impact on maintaining actually a fair market supply and demand. So... Uh, just something to keep an eye on because the the last time there was a product like this uh, did see a, a plummet there, which is not to say that's what will happen, but just something to be careful of. You make a good point, Chris, and uh, it brings us a little bit full circle with Gary Gensler, the snake from Goldman Sachs, who did nothing to rein in paper manipulation of precious metals when he headed up the CFTC. Now he's the head of the SEC. He's been coming hard in the paint after crypto and crypto exchanges like Binance and Coinbase, suing them both when Coinbase has been begging for regulatory clarity. For more than 30 times, they've asked to have a meeting with Gary Gensler. He refused to meet. And I find it interesting, too, that people like Elizabeth Warren, she notes on her own website, building an anti-crypto army. So what I love to see is the folks I don't like in the world coming after Bitcoin and crypto and saying they hate it when they want to introduce a CBDC. So I'm open-minded about crypto as an investment vehicle for the future because I see who's aligned against it. And beyond that, we have the havings. I'll just show you guys one thing. I don't think anybody listening is late to the game here, but uh, if you're listening, if you haven't dipped a foot in the pool, you could still do KYC, open a Coinbase account, Binance, whatever. But these havings are sort of baked in the cake, and this is what we see. Every single time there's a having, this is a, a crypto channel I like a lot. His name is, he goes by Crypto Zombie. And uh, I would just advise people to just start paying attention to the space, learning about it, because well-heeled billionaires and top investors are getting into the space. And many of them who are dubious about Bitcoin, like we were, Bix, are now calling it digital gold. And they say that it is quite likely that Bitcoin will topple gold, which has a $10 trillion market cap globally. Bitcoin will eventually get there, and they're calling it digital gold. And Michael Saylor, the CEO of MicroStrategy, likes to note again and again and again, Bitcoin is property. Even in the eyes of the SEC, Bitcoin is not a security. It is property. Michael Saylor says buying Bitcoin today is akin to buying a city block in Manhattan in 1900. So I just want to share that picture with folks. People can make their own decision. I, I, I find it interesting I, I don't think those um, the charts, for example, the the fact of the having in the past has shown that after the having um, the price spikes, 
because there's less and less coins, it actually isn't. Um, the because bitcoins are mostly mined already. I, I don't know what the number is. The vast majority of bitcoins have already been mined. Because- Approximately 18 million have been mined so right. far. The remaining 3 million, 21 million max ever, I think, are scheduled to be uh, mined by 2150, something like that. So, so the halving makes less and less of a difference over time because you're really you're cutting half the amount of coins you're adding to this big pot of coins. I mean, people like to use it and the manipulators love to run it. But in actuality, if, if you're not making that big of a dent in the actual supply of coins, you're still adding uh, a supply to the coins with the halving. You know, you're, you're, make, you're rewarding half as much coins. But we've gotten to a point where most of the Bitcoin have already been created. So um, I, don't, I don't think that actual, uh, you know, planning on the, oh, the halving's coming, other than it gets just people get excited that they think they're going to make money and the people who kind of in the know, it's not expanding or, or detracting from the total volume all that much, are going to take their profits and run. And it just keeps these uh, bubble crash, bubble crash, bubble crash things going. So I don't think it's going to play a huge difference in the future. I do think that the death of the banking system is going to play a huge difference. Um, and I, I think I think we're there. I mean, just the fact that they allow XRP to go forward now, no way in hell I would buy XRP now because XRP is a device for the banking system to continue. It's it's it was built to for the bankers to um, replicate the SWIFT system. And if you think the banks are going to crash, there's no need for a SWIFT system. Um, so I, I'm contrary on a lot of these things. I don't think. I'm I'm not a Bitcoin only kind of guy, a big Bitcoin maximalist, because I I know who the people are behind. I, I see how people don't get very can't get very comfortable with cryptos, but the first crypto they can get comfortable with these big banker types is going to be Bitcoin. In reality, I'd rather have Litecoin than Bitcoin. It's not as controlled as the Bitcoin. The core developers are all owned by Digital Currency Group, so it's it's not like it's not centralized somewhere. Yes, there's a whole bunch of miners. It's all over the world. Um, and Bitcoin will do probably better in the beginning. But at the end of the day, Bitcoin has become very, very um, hard and expensive to use. It eats up the environment, all that. All those uh, arguments are are more true today than they were before. Mm-hmm. So I get it. I get it. Bitcoin will be the first to run. But at the same time, when you've been in this long enough, it's very much not the most useful crypto and and I think useful cryptos in the future, I'm talking long in the future, though. I mean, at least a couple of years. And in crypto world, that's a long time. Um, I think a lot of the other cryptos are going to do far better than Bitcoin ever hoped to do. Okay. As a means of exchange, maybe you're right, uh, Biggs. But we have to say this, too. I was at uh, Sarah and I were at dinner uh, with friends on Saturday. And uh, we were speaking to this uh, gentleman, very wealthy, uh, did really well in real estate, uh, different investments. And I was talking about these CBDCs coming out and uh, this gold-backed digital currency coming out and all this stuff. And he was kind of looking at me kind of like, guy, this is like this is way too complicated, right? And I'm trying to dumb it down to him in he was like, well, JC, we already have digital money. Nothing's going to change. That's his worldview. And I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> okay, hold on a second. CBDC or cryptocurrencies are not what you call digital money because you have digital um, uh, numbers in your bank account. That's not the same thing. Here we're proposing programmable money, 
We're talking about money that can expire or to force you to uh, to use it in order to control inflation. We're talking about money that can be switched on and off, kind of like what Trudeau here <laughs> did with the Freedom Convoy a couple of years ago. But worse than that, you're talking about regional uh, purchasing power also, where they can determine where you can and cannot spend your money. For example, if there's another health lockdown, you're not able to go five kilometers away from your house and use your digital currency. So we're moving into this new world. And I was trying to explain to him, whether you listen to all of these technical analysts or not about where the prices are going, you very soon here are going to be forced to use digital currencies, whether that's the government uh, issued uh, central bank is, uh, digital currency, or perhaps in alternative, some of these uh, decentralized cryptocurrencies. Either way, the old system is moving out and we're moving into this new system. So I was trying to explain to him, it behooves you to at least start studying this stuff, get your exchange, uh, do your KYC, as Sean just said, get your wallets, get your toe into the water here a little bit and start understanding what's happening so that you can uh, navigate this as best you can. Simply saying that, oh no, we already have digital currency, nothing's gonna change, is akin to putting your head in the sand here when the tsunami is coming down the beach, right? So I hope that for the audience members who are listening to this and who are new to all this stuff, they don't get overwhelmed by all of this technical stuff and realize that, yeah, we're about to change the system. They want to push us into this new CBDC system. And we're going to have to navigate all that here for the next couple of while. And if you look at uh, Jim Sinclair, a couple of other analysts, uh, Cliff High says this too, uh, in his web data reports, we're going to see not one, not two, but three resets. So that means that you're going to have to be nimble. You're going to have to study this stuff. You're going to have to be able to take some money off the table in some cases, put it back on in some other cases, and and kind of um, watch as you go. The, all these people were talking to me about, oh yeah, but JC, uh, the economy is cyclical, and he's rhyming off all of these stats and all this stuff. I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. That was all good in the old system. <laughs> like where we're going, that doesn't hold uh, a water. Just like Mix uh, was saying, now if BlackRock comes into the game and other people like that to manipulate the um, Crypto market, all these anal- these uh, charts you're showing about the having and all that doesn't make any sense. Just like all the people who are doing uh, technical analysis and silver doesn't make sense either because there's somebody putting their their thumb on the scale, uh, the click of the mouse, as as uh, Big said. So a lot of studying is needed, and I just want to encourage the people to just say, hey, listen, either way, we're going there. You need to start down. You need to slow down here, and you need to educate yourself on the on this new system that's coming online now. I agree so much, John Claude. We may need to say our goodbyes to you. I want you to plug your site in just one minute. Let me just say, I think you nailed it right there. Don't put your head in the sand, guys. I did that for the first few years on Bitcoin. So did Bix. Then we're like, you know what? It's wise to dip a foot in the pool as a strategy to broaden your portfolio and hedge your bets. So what I would say regarding this entire space is, do not comply with a central bank digital currency. That's number one. Everything else is secondary to that. The number one priority for we the people to retain our freedom is to never, ever consent to a digital ID or digital federal bank issued, central bank issued digital currency, CBDC. Jean-Claude, you have to jump off your live stream. I want to thank you so much. If you have any final words, the time is yours, but uh, tell us how we can find you. Well, first of all, thank you for the invite. Always a pleasure to be around here. Uh, Bakes, uh, Chris, nice to see you again. You're always welcome back on my show. And yes, if you guys want to follow me, you can follow me on YouTube at John Claude at Beyond Mystic 3, my third YouTube channel. You might get in trouble for saying things sometimes. Uh, Bix knows about that too. I think you just had a strike a little while ago on your YouTube channel. And you can also find me now on Rumble. Again, Jean Claude at Beyond Mystic on Rumble. We're posting more and more of the, uh, 
uh, more, I guess, troublesome content for YouTube there on Rumble. So we're having a lot of fun there. So join us there for the Uncensored Talk. And of course, if you want to support me in doing all of this um, amazing reporting, you can do so at beyondmystic.net. There I have a pay-per-view system also uh, where we go even further uh, for our audience members. And so it was a big pleasure to be here today. I love you guys and uh, we'll see you soon. All right. God bless you, brother. All right. Stay in touch. All right. Folks, stay tuned. I do want to ask Chris a little bit about Mexico, share my experience, ask him what he thinks about living there when the shit hits the fan here in the uh, United States, if it hits the fan here in the United States, like we're seeing in France. Uh, But I guess if you guys don't mind, the final word on Bitcoin, I want to do a screen share. This came through my Twitter feed today, so I retweeted it as uh, Bitcoin sliced through 31,000 heavy resistance because the judge ruled XRP is not a security. Bill Miller and other wealthy investors talking Bitcoin and why they're in it, including Stanley Drunkenmiller. So guys, just I beg your indulgence. Maybe this will mean something to some of you folks listening. Bill Miller on why Bitcoin. The people will pay millions or tens of millions of dollars for it. And so it comes down at the very basic level for supply and demand. So Bitcoin is the only economic entity where um, the supply is unaffected by the demand. So even with gold, if gold, which is $1,800 today, if gold goes to $18,000, there will be a lot more gold mined because mines that are unprofitable will, will become profitable. And so gold, which, which accretes today, the production of gold is about equal to about 15 to 2% of the total value per year. And that's the same uh, accretion that Bitcoin has currently. Uh, that, but this year, 2022, I think will drop below 1.5% on that. So only only 21 million Bitcoin can ever be created or close to it. It doesn't matter if Bitcoin is 100,000 or, or 20 million, there's only going to be that many of them. So um, th- all you have to really believe is that the demand for Bitcoin will grow faster than one and a half percent, you know, over the next number of years, and the price inexorably will go up. So I've, I've, I've only recently been allowing myself to be described as a Bitcoin bull. I used to tell people, they say, oh, you're a Bitcoin bull, you, you own a lot of Bitcoin. I'm like, I do own a lot of it, but I'm actually a Bitcoin observer, and I'm observing its trajectory as a new technology and comparing it to the trajectories of things like uh, the printing press or the steam engine or the railroads or the automobile or electricity. And, and it's following that very, uh, uh, not, not predictable, because it's not predictable certainly in the early, early days, a well-understood path for the adoption of new technologies. So anyway, I just wanted to share that with folks. I guess if you believe that uh, the demand for Bitcoin will be more than 1.5% per year in growth, then that's a case basis for owning it. If either of you want to weigh in on that, please do. But I wanted to talk about Mexico too. Um, Should we go there just real briefly before we wrap it up? I have just one comment on Bitcoin. Yes, sir. Um, I would like to point out that uh, Bitcoin, along with most cryptocurrencies, um, will be affected by the Veritasium uh, Reggie Middleton patent that, I mean, Bitcoin as a standalone isn't affected by the patent. Anything you do to Bitcoin is affected by the Reggie Middleton patent. Um, For example, side chains, anything to make Bitcoin faster uh, is going to be affected. And that goes with all cryptocurrencies, including CBDCs. CBDCs are in direct violation of the Reggie Middleton patent. The patent was given in the United States and two patents in Japan. So if if you think it's going to be smooth sailing for any cryptos, you better uh, think again about what could the government have in their back pocket 
for uh, how these cryptocurrencies will be functioning in the future. You know, it's interesting, though. You mentioned the government. And this criminal government is losing its authority over the people so quickly and the confidence in the government so quickly that I want listeners to remember we live in a big world and the demand for Bitcoin is not going away in Hong Kong and Saudi Arabia. And I think Americans are very myopic. So when the SEC came hard in the paint after Binance and Coinbase, and then you got that criminal Elizabeth Warren say saying she's going to build an anti-crypto army, they wanted to kill crypto in the United States. But they're not able to. They haven't been able to yet. And so I just want to paint the picture that although you're right, Bix, they may have some tricks up their sleeve. The U.S. government is just we're talking about one nation and we're talking about a global demand for a new digital asset. So I just want to share that with folks, too, because this criminal government, I can't say it. I can't scream it loudly enough, which really brings us to Mexico. People like to say, oh, Mexico, why would you ever consider spending time in Mexico? It's so dangerous, to which I respond. Have you seen Chicago? Have you visited Philadelphia? How about Washington, D.C. and the CD areas? I mean, come on, folks. There are dangerous areas all over the world. And my experience in Mexico is that these are beautiful, family-oriented, hardworking people. And by the way, when I was just in Puerto Vallarta and I was just in Huatuco, Mexico, I didn't see a single homeless person. I saw hardworking, family-oriented, wonderful Mexican people. I saw no violence. I saw no homelessness, and I saw no cartel activity. That's not to say it doesn't exist. Chris, your experience, Mexico. My feeling at this point is when the SHTF happens here in the United States, Mexico won't skip a beat because many folks in Mexico don't bank. They don't, they're not even involved in the banking system. Mexico, my experience has been they love cash. A lot of the shop owners don't want your credit card. It's just a different beast. And by the way, Mexico, a net exporter of food. They have more food than they know what to do with. By the way, also, no chemtrails. I didn't see a single chemtrail when I was in Huatuco. Yeah, I was there for two years, uh, had quite a nice time. And I had a lot of people ask about, you know, is there, were you worried about cartel violence? There's stuff that happens there, although for the most part, in a weird way, uh, you're almost a little bit, protected as a foreigner there because it's it's highly frowned on as i've been told fortunately didn't have to experience firsthand but um if if people are harassing the foreigners it's it's bad for business because a lot of americans and canadians in particular are coming down there and bringing a lot of money so everything i heard was that the cartel really forbids any sort of activity I mean, if you're down there and you're selling cocaine, then you, you may run into a different issue. But for the most part, it felt pretty safe to me. Um, obviously, there are probably some areas that you wouldn't want to go into. Although, I mean, if you're especially in some of the bigger cities where there's a lot of the resorts, um, per- perhaps the one thing to get adjusted to is you see a lot of the Marines walking around with machine guns which leaves some people feeling a little uncomfortable. On the other hand, um, you know, the the chances of you getting mugged while someone's standing on the corner with a machine gun, probably a little bit lower. So, you know, there's, there's differences. Um, but like you mentioned, Sean, not, not as heavily based on the credit system, more of a cash economy. And yeah, there's a lot of people going down there now already, um, especially Americans and Canadians who have seen the trend in the way things are going governmentally. And I would say it's, it's definitely a lot easier to be left alone and not 
hassled. Um, I don't know what you have to do to get pulled over. I did see a few people get pulled over from time to time, uh, although it, it seems pretty hard to do. So just a, a little bit of the militia type environment that sometimes has grown in certain places in the U.S. Um, it was nice not to have to deal with that. And certainly a nice environment and, and something that a lot of people are doing. And I, I certainly enjoyed my time there as well. Yeah, I think it's a lovely country in so many ways. Bex, what's been your uh, experience? Um, first of all, I, I've been to the Anarchapoca conferences a few years with the Jeff Berwick and and the gang down there. Amazing time, and it, it at first it was kind of a shock to me, but uh, as I got out of my head and, and said, "Hey, just relax and enjoy the freedom," it's an amazing place. I think, out of as it relates to the conspiracy of of rigging the silver markets, I think. Mexico is probably definitely the number well number one or number two most abused citizenry um, because they weren't able to benefit from their country's wealth. Mexico has exported about 30% of all silver that's ever been mined. Um, and that could have stayed in the country and, and had the, the, the market cabal, the banking cabal, not taking control of the banking system in Mexico. I, I think Mexico would be one of the, if not the number one richest countries in the world. Now, China, you can argue because of the opium wars when the the um, English got the Chinese addicted to opium just to get the silver back, and that, that fight's been going on a very long time. But as far as Mexico, I think uh, one of the my favorite stories, if you lay on top of it, uh, the fact that I think Trump was trying to free Mexico from from the market rigors. When Trump went down to Mexico to talk to the president of Mexico, he came back, he said, yeah, I talked to Mexico about the wall and they, they agreed that they will pay for the wall. We'll build it and they'll pay for it. And I was cracking up knowing that Trump probably went down there and said, hey, we're going to allow silver to be freely traded. We're going to bust JP Morgan. And at a thousand, two thousand dollars an ounce, you guys are going to want to keep everybody out of your country yeah you will uh, end up paying for the wall because you don't want any americans running down into mexico to try to get all the wealth out of the ground that's what cracked me up about that and i think that 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 is coming true uh when silver and the banking system collide i think a lot of people will want property in mexico you just nailed it oh see i love having this conversation oh you guys are the best so let's remind people Mexico is one of the, if not the biggest producer of silver on the planet, right? Yep. Number one. Unbelievable. Yeah. And so this is how the economic hitmen do it, right? That John Perkins book, Confessions of an Economic Hitman. They keep these countries down. That's why they're called banana republics, by the way. You guys do your own research on that. But uh, can you imagine if silver ever trades freely, how wealthy Mexico will be? And by the way, those poor folks... There's so much poverty in Mexico, and they are such hardworking, family-oriented, fabulous people. I just absolutely can't say enough about Mexico. I think the people are great. The culture's healthy. I don't know if our culture here is very healthy anymore. In fact, I don't think it is at all, and that's by design. The Mexican culture has not been destroyed by this new world order. It, it just hasn't. That's been my experience. Well, they, I think they kept it that way as a source of silver. I mean, Finally, the, you're getting some action down in Mexico, uh, regulatory action. But in, in reality, I mean, all, all throughout South America, you're going to see mines shut down and people, you know, countries stop exporting their wealth. Uh, I think the largest uh, silver mine in the world is now shut down. 
Uh, Chris probably knows more about that, but yeah, I think, I think uh, the South American countries in Mexico, they all know now they should know what has been done to their, the wealth in the ground and, and to their people through this evil banking system. And uh, God bless them for fighting the fight. Hugo Salinas price should be a, a, a true Mexican hero when this is all over. Couldn't agree more. Couldn't agree more. Well, final word here. Like I just said, we were in Huatuco. We've been to the, you know, the common places. Of course, we've been to Tulum. We've been to Cancun. We've been to Puerto Vallarta, Nuevo Vallarta, so many different places. Uh, you know, we haven't been to Playa yet. We haven't been to uh, Cabo San Lucas. Do you guys have a favorite place that you've been? I guess the top of my list, maybe it's just because we were just there, but it's not very developed, but it's quite beautiful. Huatuco, Mexico, couldn't recommend it more highly. Where do you guys like to go in Mexico? I'll, I'll start before the, the, the professional Chris tells you. I loved uh, Chichen Itza. And I'm, I'm like, oh, my God. First of all, I don't think uh, it was built by the people who were down there at the time. But I'm a big conspiracy guy when it comes to all these pyramids and, and everything around the world. Chichen Itza was an amazing place. The people were just very short, shorter than me, believe it or not. And just the literally there's a spiritual feeling about that area that you, I, I have never found anywhere else. And I, I just had an amazing time and I was by myself at the time. Just, I had three or four days and I went there and I, I'm like, Oh my God. And I, I stayed in a hotel right, right there on the property. And it, it's an amazing energetic, uh, spiritual place there that I, I, I haven't been back, but I, I hope to go back soon. Oh. Yeah. Yes. Actually- didn't get a chance to stop by there, not too far from Playa del Carmen and pretty beautiful area there. And obviously there's a lot of great Mexican history and fix. Did you know you can actually get a silver pyramid that's in that same uh, step shape, like the Chichen Itza temple. So uh, nice to, you can bring it home, recreate it in silver. Um, so I did enjoy my trip there. Although Sean, I wish uh I had seen that you were by Puerto Vallarta because there's a town about 45 minutes from there called Sayulita, nice little beach town that a lot of people go to. And I was there for, oh, maybe a little under half a year. And it was kind of nice, a little bit less of the big resorts and get some great tacos and margaritas there. So Sayulita was one of my favorites from my time there. And uh, like you said, it's different. Things Things move a little slower, so especially if you're from the East Coast like I am, uh, there was there was a part of that that was nice, learning to relax a little bit and not be as much in a rush as it seems we often are in American culture. Um, it's different, and some people enjoy it, some don't, although a uh, great experience being down there for a while, and certainly Sayulita is one of my favorites. Well, thanks for sharing that, brother. I really do appreciate it. I'm a little bullish on Mexico right now, just you know, from having been there, but also with an eye on what's happening here in the States and what is, we know what the World Economic Forum wants to do to the Western nations. We can see what's happening in France. My concern is when they activate these hordes that have come through the open border, Biden's open border, what happens if and when they activate those hordes and the hordes turn against the cities? We all need to have these conversations and think about backup plans. You know, and traditionally, Bix gold and silver in physical form for us has been a backup plan now it hasn't worked great so far but i think it will our time is coming i would say gold silver and lead i mean there's a reason that i feel very safe in the united states of america is because we're an armed country and you never know i mean i i love being armed because of my government 
And I know government doesn't like that. And, and you know, they'll, they'll pull a lot of false flags just to hide people from the fact that um, we need to be more armed rather than less armed. And I'm not saying shoot more people at all. It's the exact opposite of that. I think the more armed we are, the less people um, will die and the more people will come out and say, I'm not going to screw with you because you might be packing. Um, we're seeing a lot of that in the, the cities of the United States now, just these literally the hordes I would say are already out there. And and there there could be a lot more. Um, I do think we have to fight for our country, though. I, I, I don't plan on ever moving to a different country. I'll, I'll go down with the ship when it comes to I live in California, for example. I don't agree with 99 percent of my well, I'd say 95 percent of my neighbors now. More people are starting to wake up, but we really do have to have this uh, great. The great awakening has to happen and we have to show it might come with the pedophile announcements. They might come with the ET announcements. It, who knows what's going to do it? But we need to shake people awake. If you want to save your country, you got to wake up and wake up your neighbors. And I do plan on fighting for my country if need be. I, I've never shot anybody ever, not even come close. But. If I need to, and people are invading myself and my country and and trying to destroy it, I will I will stand up and and say, oh my God! And my founding fathers fought for this country. They were all seen as criminals back then. Uh, what will we do today to fight for our country? And uh, I don't know the extent I will go, but I'm not leaving. That's for sure. Well, God bless you, brother. You know, we've known each other for a long time. I count you amongst my many friends and uh, my best friends in the interweb world. Bix Weir, Chris Marcus. Bix, tell people how they can follow you and find your great work. Uh, RoadToRuda.com. You can listen to uh, Jack Sermon, the head of the Silver Eagle program. Tell everybody what's really going on. Uh, and I have a YouTube channel, Road to Ruta. Go check it out. And I, I post almost every day I, lately. As things get crazier, I'll be posting more. So, uh, yeah, come check it out. All right, RoadToRuta.com. And Chris Marcus, a longtime friend, Arcadia Economics. We post a lot of your stuff at my site, TheFazer.com. Explain how people can easily find it. Well, appreciate that. And you can find us at ArcadiaEconomics.com or more so on YouTube at Arcadia Economics, where they get into silver quite a bit and touch on a lot of the other things that are going on economically. Certainly the uh, cycle that's going on with the Fed, which unfortunate how much of the economy and life that it dominates but as as we've talked about for the last hour and a half you know you see the fiat currencies expanding you see the debt loads expanding and just uh keep an eye on that each day and try and give people some insight into how that's unfolding so they can be prepared for what's coming as best as possible absolutely Guys, I want to thank you so much for your generous gift of copious time today. Thank you so much for spending all this time with us, me and my audience. Bix Weir, Road Deruta, John Claude, by the way, Beyond Mystic, and Chris Marcus, Arcadia Economics. Gents, I hope we can talk again before another, what, three years? That's a little ridiculous. Bix, you and I have talked, I guess, sooner. Well, I guess each one of us have talked. We've kept in touch a little bit better than me and John Claude, but uh, I really enjoyed our roundtable today, guys. Thank you so much. Thank you, Sean. Thanks so much for having me and look forward to catching up soon. All right. God bless you, brothers. And uh, thanks so much for tuning in, friends. God bless all of you for real news every single day. It's real easy. Find us directly at SGTReport.com. That is the antidote to corporate propaganda and all of those Gary Gensler, Mockingbird, mainstream media lies. God bless you and your family, friends. Bye-bye.
This COVID injection experiment has grown these soft actuators inside of the bodies of billions of people across the planet. These people's bodies, without their knowing, are now connected to the Internet of Things in an Internet of Bodies through the EMF signals that not only communicate with the soft actuators growing in veins, but can control movements inside the person's body and probably much more. When it comes to stubborn belly fat, we're all searching for a miracle pill. Generally, you have to use multiple products that target belly fat differently to manage excess weight around the stomach. Some products may focus on abdominal exercises or dietary changes, while others might focus on boosting metabolism or controlling cravings. But believe it or not, I may have found a solution that removes the need for juggling through multiple weight management products. It's called Belly Trim, and it's more effective at targeting belly fat, enhancing metabolism, and promoting a toned midsection better than most weight management products I've seen typically found on store shelves. Tens of thousands of five-star reviews back up the notion that Belly Trim is not only a breakthrough in a bottle, but that it also removes the need for us to use countless diet pills and fat-burning supplements. But there's more. If you place your order for Belly Trim now, you'll also receive 51% off free VIP live health and fitness coaching for life, two free new ebooks titled Top 10 Foods That Burn Belly Fat, and Top 10 Exercises to Reduce Belly Fat, a 60-day satisfaction guarantee, and last but not least, free shipping. Simply go to www.trimwithus.com. That's www.trimwithus.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. Once again, that's www.trimwithus.com. Order now. Energy bills are rising at a historic rate, and there's no end in sight. Talk to enough people, and you'll soon realize nearly everyone's shocked at their recent electricity bills. Some studies reveal energy costs have skyrocketed by as high as 60% in as little as two years. That's why tens of thousands are installing this magical little device from SavePowerBills.com to help slash their energy bills. This sophisticated gadget stabilizes electrical currents, reduces dirty electricity, and helps protect your appliances and electronics. Simply plug it into your home's wall outlet to help lower energy consumption and ultimately help reduce your power bills every month. Countless five-star reviews back up the notion that this device is one of the most efficient ways to save money while beating the greedy power companies. But there's more. If you order now, you'll also receive 65% off, fast shipping within the USA, hassle-free returns, and last but not least, a 60-day satisfaction guarantee. Just go to SavePowerBills.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. Once again, that's SavePowerBills.com. Violent crime across the U.S. has skyrocketed. Just recently, a politician was carjacked by three armed attackers outside his home in Washington, D.C. This comes several months after another politician was assaulted in the elevator of her building. Between mass shootings, kidnappings, burglaries, and carjackings, it's never been more vital to learn how to protect yourself. This is why tens of thousands are choosing the Fighter Flare Flashlight. The Fighter Flare Flashlight has awed people with a wonderful design and massive light output. On top of an ultra-bright 800-lumen light, it boasts powerful strobe lighting modes for self-defense, a glass breaking hammer, a built-in power bank, solar-powered recharging, rope cutter, siren, and much more. Countless five-star reviews back up the notion that this flashlight is the latest and greatest in the EDC market. But there's more. If you place your order for the Fighter Flare flashlight now, you'll also receive 66% off, free express shipping, and last but not least, a 100% lifetime guaranteed replacement. Simply go to www.fighterflare.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. www.fighterflare.com. Order now.